Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is thirsty this morning. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Jesus, for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for the privilege to be able to call you Father, to be able to call you my King, to be able to call you my Lord. Receive all the praise and glory this morning in the name of Jesus. You are Alpha and Omega, Lord. You are the beginning and the end, Lord. You are the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. You are the ancient of days. Lord's scripture tells us that you were before time. And when time is all said and gone, Lord, you will still be here because you are God. Lord, none can be compared to you. No king can compare to you. No God on earth, in heaven, under the earth, anywhere can compare to you. Receive all our thanks this morning. Receive all our praises this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we read your word again this morning, we ask, Lord, bless us with wisdom, bless us with understanding, help us to apply the lessons in the, in the scripture and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. All right, let's continue reading. Yes, let's continue reading the book of 1 John. Yesterday we took chapter 3. Today we take chapter 4. Chapter 4 focuses on a very, very profound, profound truth. Okay, two profound truths that, okay, so maybe you, not just one, but quite a few. Uh, but there's one that is very profound, and that is God is love. God is love. And if we are now children of God, okay, God does not just love, God is love himself. Okay, so if we are now children of that God, um, it's just um, almost a given that we must love ourselves. Okay, it's proof that we belong to him. And if we do not love, okay, strong implications. Okay, if we were, if it was love that saved us, love that made the father send Jesus to come and die for us. Love that made Jesus give up his glory, you know, to die a shameful death on the cross. Love that pays, ransoms us, pays the price for our sins without any, any of our, without asking us for anything, okay? Um, if love does all that for us, the Bible will tell us here that we ought to love one another and live in love, okay? So very, very important. We'll learn that here. The second part is how to tell and discern false prophets. 
Okay? The sound false prophets. So there are two spirits in the world. There is the spirit of Christ and there is the spirit of the Antichrist. Okay? Spirit of Christ and spirit of the Antichrist. It tells us how to recognize and tell them apart. And one simple way is, of course, the incarnation of Jesus. The incarnation of Jesus, that Jesus was born in physical flesh. Yes, that God came to this world and was born in physical flesh. That is what Gnosticism was denying. Okay? So, John is going to say here, anyone who holds on to that truth, like I've said, automatically destroys the the very foundation of Christianity. Anyone who holds on to that truth is the Antichrist or as the spirit of the Antichrist. Let's read this morning, 1 John chapter 4, descending first prophets. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. Because someone calls themselves a prophet, because someone calls themselves a bishop, a pastor, someone calls themselves a man of God, if there are places where all a person has to do, you know, to to command people's attention is just say, thus says the Lord, or I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. And everyone is shaking in their pants. Uh, no, that is not scriptural. Even when Paul, the apostle, was speaking, when Peter was speaking, John was speaking, the Bible talks about the Berean Christian, okay? When Paul preached, they went to check eh, for themselves whether the things that he was saying was true was lining up with what they had received in the old testament okay so very very important here it is our duty to test it says do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit of god even if they are speaking by the spirit of god do not believe the only way you will even be able to tell and know if they are speaking by the spirit of god is that you are able to test he says you must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. Everyone will be speaking by one spirit or, or another. It is either they are speaking by the spirit of Christ or they are speaking by the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of Christ will always be speaking the nature of God. We've seen it here already. God is love. Okay? And God is light. He told us a few things about God. And they go together. God is love. God is light. Okay, In him there is no darkness. Uh, that is the nature of God. And if they are speaking by that spirit, they will connect to that nature. But when someone claims that they are speaking by the spirit of God and they are speaking division, they are speaking, you know, crisis, you know, uh, someone comes by the spirit of God, for example, and tells you, you know, it's trying to break your marriage, trying to break your home. I don't know where that spirit is from. It is not the spirit of Christ. Very important. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. It's possible the spirit they have did not come from God, even if they are putting on a cassock. Eh? Even if they are wearing the, the Pope's robe, test every spirit. For there are many false prophets in the world. 
if there were many false prophets in the world during that time, I can promise you that in our own time they have mastered, <laughs> they have mastered the art of deception. There are many false prophets in our world today too. He says this is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. This is how we can tell. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. That's incarnation. Okay? So, Jesus was born in the flesh. If you agree to that, the message of Gnosticism dies. Okay? Because it means that the divine God, the Spirit of God, can inhabit, can stay inside a, a body okay and when that happens something happens to that body okay so if they acknowledge that jesus christ came in the real body that person has the spirit of god these are implications so you can't say that no 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 um i believe in jesus but he was just a prophet okay he was not christ uh-huh that has implications it is Jesus Christ, the anointed Jesus, the anointed one, came in a real body. Eh? They were able to touch him. Because they were able to touch him, that was why he could die eh? and give his blood, okay, as atonement for the sacrifice of the world. Okay, there are teachings that prints Jesus as one one divine, divine being. No, he indwelled a physical body, the incarnation. It's inside the physical body. Yes, okay? He says, but if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Okay? It's not. They can claim all they want to claim. They can even come from a denomination that you know. They might even be carrying the Bible, a very big one. They are not. That person is not from God. Say such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist. Did you hear that? It's either they have the spirit of God or they have the spirit of the Antichrist. They have it. <laughs> it says, which you had is coming into the world and indeed is already here. It was already around during their time. It is definitely around in our time. Says, but you belong to God, my dear children. Verse 4. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. We have the victory already in Christ because the spirit in us, for those of us who are children of God, is greater than the spirit that is in this in, in those people. Okay, so all you have to do is when faced with people like this, is test the spirit by the spirit that is inside of you. Remember, the deep calls to the, to the deep. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Okay, If you are faced with people like this, pray and ask the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes, you will know that your conscience is telling you something is missing, something is wrong. I have witnessed it several times. Something is missing, something is wrong. And when that is like that, I am always looking to test. Are they lining up with the scriptures? Are they lining up with the truth of Jesus? Jesus as the Son of God. Very important. Verse 5. Those people belong to this world. Did you hear that? They belong to this world. So they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to, listens to them. But we belong to God and those who know God listens to us. 
If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Okay, so there are people who have just have just been deceived. And I'm telling you, when you are sharing the truth, they will counter, they will tell you it's not possible, it's not right. No, you are lying and everything. Please test the truth for yourself. Test the truth for yourself and God will bless you. It is not a crime to test the scriptures. Okay, it is not a, 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 a crime to question what the Bible says. The Bible expects us to question, to test it. But I'm telling you, there is no test you will give the Bible. It will not fail. God's word is all in itself. It is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce spirits. It can pierce physical, physical flesh. It can pierce evil minds. God's word is that powerful. Okay? So don't be afraid. Test it. And I'm telling you, God will bless you. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Love does not only come from God. God himself is love. Okay? So, if we claim that we are children of love, then we must love. That's what, what, what John is saying. But anyone who does not does not love does not know god for god is love god showed us how much he loved us you see that by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him god showed his own love that's how that's how we prove that we to have love we show it he showed his own love how much he loved us by sending his one and only and i love the way the bible qualifies it there it's one and only 10 this is real love okay if you want to recognize real love not that we loved god okay but that he loved us and sent his son as sacrifice to take our sins love here is the agape love of god it is the unconditional love of God. God did not put condition into, into his own love for us. He didn't say, okay, when these people accept me, that is when I will send Jesus to come and die for them. <laughs> if that was the case, none of us would have been saved. No, this is real love. Not that we love God. This is real love. Not that your husband loves you first. Not that your wife loves you first. Not that your friend loves you first. No, he says, but he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Unconditional. Okay? And that is the kind of love God wants us to love others with. Not necessarily just feelings. And it's important that feelings go with love. But this kind of love goes beyond feeling. It is love because... I am a child of God. It is love because love is my nature. I cannot but exhibit anything else. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. If God loved us that much, give up Jesus for us, and now we are born again, we ought to love, we surely ought to love 
each other. No one has ever seen God. Hmm? But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. You cannot be claiming, I love God, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, and not love your brother. It doesn't work like that. Jesus shared that parable. I was in prison. You didn't come and visit me. You saw me sick. You didn't take care of me. Eh? And people will be fighting me. See, Jesus, I didn't take care of Jesus. Jesus said, yes, you saw me. You didn't take care of me. I'm sure some people will like, God forbid. How will I see Jesus and not take care of him? <laughs> Jesus said, yes, when you didn't love your brother, you did not love me. Eh? The Bible says some, some people eh, failing to understand this. They missed taking care of angels. They, feel, they missed taking care of messengers of God. They missed taking care of opportunities God sent their way. That is why we love. Hmm? We love because God is love and we are children of God. God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. 13. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Okay? Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that God, that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them. Hmm? And they live in God. All of these truths, they go together. All would declare that, first of all, accepting and declaring that Jesus came in the flesh. Accepting that God is love. Now, all would declare that Jesus is the Son of God. Have God living in them. You cannot deny that Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus was born in the flesh and claim that you are a Christian. You can't be born again without accepting this truth. That is what washes away your sin. Okay, It is accepting that, the, that Jesus came in the flesh and because he did that, that was why he qualified to atone for our sins. You can't be a Christian, a child of God, without accepting this truth. All would declare that Jesus is the Son of God, have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much how much God loves loves us and we have put our trust in his love hallelujah God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them very important 17 and as we live in God our love grows more perfect you see this love that we have in us okay it grows it grows to perfection yes it grows to perfection whether it's love between spouses in marriage, between parents and their children, uh, in the neighborhood, okay, um, just people in generally, this love grows more perfect. He says, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in, in, in this world. Okay, when we face the day of judgment, remember I said, the one thing that will take you into heaven is because you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Okay? Um, when that is said and done, we will all still face our judgment. Yes, remember, you are discharged and acquitted, but your work will be still be tested. When our work is going to be tested, the basis of the test is love. Mm -hmm. That's all. The basis of the test is love. So John says here that we can face him with confidence. Because we live like Jesus here 
in this world. My advice, live like Jesus. Love. Yes, it's simple. Love. Love others. Genuinely. He says, such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. When you love others, you know that... And you see this John that is preaching all this love, 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 love. You know where John is coming from, eh? They used to call him Son of Thunder. Eh? <laughs> the one that said, uh-uh. look at the people rejecting Jesus. They said, they told, they asked Jesus, Father, Master, should we call down fire to consume, consume these people? <laughs> Jesus told them, you don't know the kind of spirit that you have. John was still growing in love at this time. Now, love is now perfect in him. Okay, to this point, it got to a point here they were they were persecuting John. He was left on the island of Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation. John was still preaching love. He says, Such love has no fear. It does not have it does not fear being cheated. It does not fear being taken advantage of. It does not fear even being left behind. Such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. If you have God's love, you will likely be taken advantage of. And somebody told me this, asked this question a few weeks, a few, a few weeks back. Uh, she's listening in this morning. Yes, uh, if you love, you will likely be taken advantage of. But perfect love expels all fear. Okay, it expels all fear. Um, we love because we are children of God, not because others deserved it. God loved us not because we deserved it. No, He sent Jesus to come die for our sins when we didn't, when we didn't, um, didn't matter anything to Him. So yes, that's that's my answer because I intentionally did not answer on the platform when when you asked. Okay, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Many of us are afraid to love because ah, I will be taken advantage of. They will not love me back. They will not care for me. I will give to others. They will not give to me. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. <laughs> but God's love is unconditional. If it's God's kind of love, agape love, it is unconditional. Okay? So love and live like Jesus did. Okay? Love others. And I'm telling you, it just casts away, takes away every fear. You know if you love them, they don't love you back. God still loves you. And this shows that we have not, it says we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. It's as simple as that. We love not because others deserve it. We love because Jesus loved us first. Just imagine if Jesus considered who you are before he died for your sins. Would he have died? <laughs> As to me, I know my own answer. You answer your own where you are. I know you would not have died for my sins. Mm-hmm. He would have, this one, this one that is so stubborn. So eh? This one that is always giving me problem. <laughs> if I die for this one, maybe let him not come and waste my blood. <laughs> Jesus didn't consider all of that. Okay? Jesus died for me even when I didn't deserve it. Even when there was a possibility that I might not have accepted him. Even when 
it was clear that I might be rising and falling, rising and falling, rising and falling. He still died for me. Okay? That is God's love. Okay? So even when, that is the love God is asking us to love each other with. Eh? So even when your spouse is looking like they don't deserve your love, even when other people around look like they don't deserve your love, God says, perfect love cast out every fear. Love them. We love each other because he loved us first. Okay? We love our friends. We love our neighbor. We love our spouses. We love our family members because God loved us first. It's not the other way around. If God loved us, gave Jesus for us, we must be able to love others. 20. If someone says, I love God. Eh? You hear a lot of people say it, right? I love God. I love God. But it's a fellow believer. That person is a liar. I'm sure you are not a liar this morning. I don't want to know you are not a liar. Definitely you are not a liar. He says, but if somebody say that they love God, but then it's a fellow believer, okay? He says, that person is a liar. When somebody claims that they love God and then refuse to love others to the point where they then hate those people, believers like themselves, okay? Ah, you don't, you don't know God. You don't love God. It's as simple as that. You can claim all you want to claim, but you don't love God. It says, for if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God when, whom we cannot see? It's simple. Okay? So you need to choose. The proof that you love God is that you love people that are created in His nature. It's as simple as that. The proof that you love God, that's a quote from my pastor Sam Adeyemi. The proof that you love God is that you love the people that were created in his image okay so now you can tell easily whether your government love <laughs> the government is claiming they claiming that they love they love their, their people just look at how the country is you will know eh? just look at families for example claiming that they love god they love god they love god just look at how they are treating one another okay so that is it Father is saying, I love my family, I love my family. Father is the number one. Yeah, everything, you know, just check the budget, where the money is going to. It is to take care of him. No, he doesn't have God's love. Ah, God will help us this morning. If we don't love people, we can see. We cannot claim that we love God. I pray that God will help us this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. He says, 21, and that's our last verse. And he has given us this command. This is God's command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. It's as simple as that. Listen, fellow believers, so, so if your husband is a believer, in fact, even Jesus loved the world. But let's even start with, with believers. So remember that your husband is both your husband, he is also a child of God. In fact, he may most likely said you will even put his first a child of God before he is your husband. Or he, she is first your, a child of God before she is your wife. And then your children. And then your neighbor and all of that. Those who love God must love their fellow believers. Okay? So, someone might have hurt you. Don't someone, you know, spitefully use you. God says, love, forgive and love. Don't miss what I'm trying to make clear this morning. 
love is not stupid. <laughs> love is not, um, there's a pretty love is blind. Uh, I can see, uh, love is blind. Fine, love is not stupid. Love trusts, trust is abuse. Love still trusts, but love knows to okay. Um, how do I still love my brother? I love him unconditionally, but how do I help him to do better in the future? That is love. Very important. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. It is the test and the proof of love. You have not seen God before. Always drum that into your ears. I have not seen God before. Hmm. And I might likely not see God until I die. Very, it is very, very likely. You will likely not see God until you die. Most of us will not see Him. Eh? We will just, it is when we pass on that is when we will see Him. And so, if we cannot love the people that we can see, you and your husband fighting right, left, and center, you and your wife fighting left and center, you cannot love one another, fellow believers, something is missing. You cannot love your neighbor, you and your neighbors. I have not talked for these many days and you call yourselves Christians something is wrong we must love the people that we can see because God is love remember he loved us first and so we must love others let's pray this morning Lord help us to love like you like you loved help us to live like Jesus pray that prayer for yourself this morning father we say thank you help us to love one another your love is in us. Help us to love and live like Jesus. We give you all the praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.